0: Welcome to Percolating Perspective Podcast, your podcast to offer you some perspective on America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have got a unique and a very exciting show. I'm excited to be here today, and I am so thankful that you decided to tune in and uh, enjoy a cup of coffee with me today. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Thank I, uh, we've got a lot to cover today on uh, discussing him and discussing what he stood for. But first, the Drip of the Day. Today's Drip is hyper local to me. Uh, 30A in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. I'm about 20 miles from there, uh, a company called Sunrise Coffee Company, and the particular brew that I am sipping on today is called Rise and Grind. Now, I'll be honest with you, what sold me on this was not the, the smell of the coffee, which is very good. It's kind of floral, kind of light. Uh, it's not flavored, but just the way it's roasted, it's kind of got a floral hint to it, I guess but what sold me on the bag is it's got a beautiful picture of a Toyota FJ cruiser on the back and uh, not one of the new ones that look like a hot wheels car, but one of the old ones, like I'm looking at right here, like this is a, it looks like an Instagram picture. That's been like, it's got a heavy filter on it, but it's like a, I'd say early seventies FJ cruiser. Um, that right there will sell me a bag of coffee and it did. (laughs) So, but it's very good coffee and uh, I I have nothing bad to say about it. It's a very good, just, you know, run of the mill cup of coffee with a little bit of a floral hint to it, which is nice, especially going into spring. I know we were two weeks into January, but once Christmas comes around, it's, you know, winter's done at that point to me, like, can you know, I'm just ready to move on to spring and start planting stuff. So anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. But uh, all right, well, again, Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Why why do we honor Martin Luther King Jr. with a federal holiday? What did he do that was worth national remembrance and honor? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And let me get a quick sip of coffee here. Ah, very good, very good coffee. Uh. In the past couple of years, we have learned a lot about Martin Luther King Jr. that we might not have wanted to know and probably would have rather not learned about. But Martin Luther King Jr., despite his many shortcomings that we have learned about in the past several years, he did more to push America to fulfill her mission statement than anyone else in the 50 years prior, I think. What is America's mission statement? Uh, well, that's the Declaration of Independence uh, We've talked about that at length last season In fact, we've got two episodes on that I want to encourage you to go back and listen to But the Declaration of Independence is America's mission statement That's our vision uh, And if that's our, v- if that's our mission statement Then what really in particular did MLK do to act on that And push America to be better at hitting that mission statement Thomas Jefferson had this to say he said, in the, in, the, I'm sorry, in the Declaration of Independence, he said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Um, is this vital part of our mission statement true? Well, physically speaking, the answer is obviously no. There are tall and short people. There are smart and dumb people. Uh, there are wise and foolish people. Obviously, we're not all created equal physically, so what did Jefferson mean by this? Uh, I, I would submit that, that was, it's the same thing that Paul meant when he wrote the book of Romans. He said that God is no respecter of persons. Uh, in Romans chapter 2, Paul said this. He said, For there is no respect of persons with God, for as many have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Verse 16 goes on to say, "...in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel." So, what Paul is saying here is that no man is above the law. Everyone will be held to the same standard. And the standard that Paul was referring to was the gospel. In practice, though, we can also go back to Moses and Aaron, all the way back in the book of Exodus, chapter 21. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and he he made no special exceptions for anyone. And that included Moses and Aaron. All men in Israel were held to that same standard of Ten Commandments. In fact, uh, later on in Moses' career as the leader, messed up, and he was punished for that because he did not obey the law. He violated one of God's commandments, and he reaped the reward of that, or reaped the consequence of that. Uh, Thomas Paine actually talks about this at length in Common Sense, in, in particular Chapter Two. I think I've mentioned Chapter Two before uh, on another episode. But uh, Common Sense, if you've never read Common Sense, it's not a long book. Um, it's it you know it was actually referred to as a pamphlet uh, in 1776, but uh, it's a very short, uh, relatively easy to read compared to some of the other works by the founders. Um, very good book. Chapter two in particular, I think, is the most interesting because it's all—it's essentially a running commentary uh, uh, on, I believe, it's Second Samuel chapter eight, first or Second Samuel. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it's a running commentary on a passage in the Bible. Uh, And he, he talks about the idolatry of a monarchical form of government, meaning a government reigned by a single person, a king or a queen, who has absolute power, as it elevates one man above the rest. It puts a man in God's position. Jefferson knew this to be the case, as he said so much in the Declaration. What, If I could kind of break here, what is a final authority? Um, a standard by which all decisions, judgments, and ideas are measured against, I think would be probably the best uh, description of that. If I were to ask you what the final authority is in China, uh, you might say Xi Jinping or the Chinese Communist Party, in which both you would be correct. Um, What about Great Britain? Probably Parliament, maybe royalty at one point, not so much now. Maybe Meghan Markle. Uh, what is the final authority in your life? I know mine is the Bible. Uh, I do fall short every single day, though, and I, but I have a standard that I measure myself against and compare all my decisions to, that being the Bible. In fact, just the concept of falling short in general implies submission to an authority. So, with that said, what is the United States' final authority? Is it the president or the government in general? No. The Founders understood that men are fallible. They are prone to failure. They put a final authority in place that was not given to change, that was not able to be bribed or capable of tyranny. America's final authority as it relates to our system of government and our society is the Constitution. Our government's quote-unquote king is the Constitution— Despite what modern progressive politics try to tell us, no man can rule over another and be in good standing with God. Only God can reign over man. The Constitution is the means of keeping our government out of the way to let God reign supreme in the individual. Again, the Constitution is the king, quote unquote, that keeps our government in its place, that place being in submission to man. Take special, special note here, this is not anarchy. There is absolutely a role for government, a biblical role for government, and the founders recognized this. But there's also standards and parameters that government must fall in, and it has its own jurisdiction uh, that uh, is not to be expanded upon. So, Gordo, what does all this have to do with Martin Luther King? And yes, I just called myself Gordo. That was, that was a podcast uh, blooper. It's kind of weird, so I'm going to just own that, and we're going to move on. So, Gordon, with the N, what does all this have to do with MLK? Well, MLK fought hard to show America that segregation and different treatment of blacks before the law was a direct violation of our mission statement and the Bible. It was a hindrance to us achieving our vision, that vision being a country in which all men are viewed as equal before the law. Well, how did MLK do this? Well, simply put, boiled down, uh, the answer is by preaching a higher authority. He did not preach violence. In fact, he was criticized by many, including those like Malcolm X uh, and even uh, Hoover uh, of the FBI, Uh, at the time, did not like his peaceful uh, protest and stance. He did not preach an attitude of bitterness or replacement. His message was clear, and that was to be the best possible person you can be and treat others as you would want to be treated. MLK knew that peace and calm would overcome evil. Remember, light always destroys darkness. MLK had real issues. And we're learning more and more as the years go by that he was not a man seemingly bound really by much morality at all, unfortunately. With that said, be it far from me to ignore the amazing and true things accomplished by him because of his shortcomings, however rough they may be. And really, America is no different. America has done some absolutely horrible things in his past. Slavery, I think being the most reprehensive, uh, rep- reprehensible of them all... But among others would be Wounded Knee, you know, um, Jim Crow, Waco, um, people buying Lizzo's music, uh, the weird guy from Twilight being allowed to play Batman. I mean, the list goes on. America has absolutely had its shortcomings. But all these things said, America should not be judged by her shortcomings, no matter how bad Batman eventually gets. America should be judged by the good she has done. America has fought and I believe will always be fighting to achieve its mission statement. America should not be tossed aside because of her sin, but rather should be honored and looked up to for the good she has done. Recognize her sin, yes. Condemn her, no. MLK is honored because he threw America against the wall and he forced her to look inward. Although, (laughs) given the light of some of the revelations of some of the things he did. Maybe that wasn't the best analogy, but he forced her to look at herself and ask her if she really believed that old dusty Jefferson line of all men are created equal. Turns out she did. Uh, just something to remember here too. Um, the, uh, the company I work for uh, has four core values. Those four are people, knowledge, servant, and balance. And our CEO regularly states that these core values are not static achievements. They require constant work, constant effort. Nobody will ever be perfect, but we can work hard to remain balanced. Uh, America's mission statement and the principles therein will never be attained and be left alone. Because America is built of millions of individual flawed human beings... Uh, it will always require work to maintain our vision and our mission statement and really that's the reason this podcast exists we are here to maintain and work on our mission statement and head toward our vision sometimes that requires bloods you know more blood sweat and tears than other times in uh, 1787 um, a letter in a letter to William Smith uh, not the fresh Prince but the William Smith from the late, late 1700s uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter to him saying, "In that letter, that quote, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It's its natural manure, and we saw this happen in the 1860s when uh, you know the most harsh test of our mission statement, the Civil War, came about." Um, one last story here. Uh, we're going to keep it a little shorter today since it's a holiday. Um, but one last story, and I will, I'll let you go. In 1987, uh, a young white lady in Milwaukee gave birth to a son whom she named Colin. Colin's father was a black man who left Heidi and Colin behind before Colin was even born. Heidi decided, when Colin was just five weeks old, to give him up for adoption and placed him in the care of his new parents, Rick and Teresa. Rick and Teresa at this point also had two twin boys and had recently lost two others to heart defects at a very, very young age. Four years later, uh, Colin and his new family moved out to California where he began to take up youth football while keeping very good grades in school, even achieving a GPA of 4.0 and maintaining that. Colin would be selected for all state and three sports while in high school, those three being baseball, football, and basketball, and was even selected as MVP of the Central California Conference for his football abilities. Colin would go on to accept a full football scholarship with the University of Nevada in 2006. After a somewhat nonchalant start, Colin really began to take off in his sophomore year with over 2,800 passing yards, 39 touchdowns, and became the fifth player in NCAA history to pass for 2,000 yards in a single season, all while maintaining a 4.0 GPA through his college career. In 2009, Collin was drafted to the Chicago Cubs to play baseball. However, he decided that football was his passion, and he never signed with the Cubs. Colin became an extraordinarily successful man in the United States of America because America and her her institutions work hard to live up to its vision and mission statement. America has a final authority, and while she oftentimes forgets her maker, she does work hard to ensure that all men are recognized as being created equal. Despite a rocky early childhood as a biracial boy given to white parents Colin was successful because he worked hard and was privileged to enjoy a level playing field, so to speak, and not to have to worry about his skin color being a factor in his success. Colin was judged not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character and his drive to use the talents and skills that God gave him. Colin has a lot to be thankful for, Uh, but I would say Almighty God... Thomas Jefferson, Martin Luther King Jr., and Rick and Teresa Kaepernick are at the top of the list. America, I love you. Until next week, may God bless these United States. this right.